Yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? We have some visitors. Uh, we welcome you. Um, we're just, uh, somebody said one time that, you know, I visited Franklin Covenant Church one time. And he said, it's just kind of like a big home group. And I thought, ooh, I like that. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I can't live with that. Uh, my name's John Meganson, and um, I live here. <laughs> hey, give it up. Get it all. Give it up. Get it all. Give it up. Get it all. Why? Because I was thinking about sacrifice. And sometimes this whole sacrifice concept is a little confusing because <clears throat> we understand that our salvation is a gift, right? You know, the grace of God was expressed in Jesus Christ to us as a gift to set us free for our salvation. We're going to celebrate that in communion. And so you, you wonder, we, we understand that it's not performance-based acceptance, that God accepts us just like we are. So why does Paul talk about sacrifice? What kind of sacrifice is he talking about? And do we, do we equate that at all with Jesus' sacrifice? Well, there's some similarities, but it's, it's not at all the same thing. I mean, not even close, but it's easy if you're reading the Scripture to just, well, sacrifice, this is sacrifice, and we need to sacrifice like Jesus did, you know, to, to somehow gain favor with God or something, and it's just not so. And so I hope that this morning, as I talk about sacrifice, that we'll see kind of the delineation between the kind of sacrifices we make and the kind of sacrifice that Jesus made, but we'll also see the similarities. Are you with me? Say, gee, John, what is that? Well, here's a little story about Jesus and one of his disciples, Matthew, and some Pharisees. It's out of Matthew 9, 9 through 13, New American Standard Version. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth. And he said to him, follow me. And Matthew asked him, where are we going? Could you give me an agenda? What is our purpose? Do we have... No, he just got up and followed him. So then it happened, as Matthew was following, that as Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. He says, oh my goodness, I'm thinking about that. Here is Jesus. He's like, he's like a teacher. I mean, he's a recognized teacher. I mean, you know, we recognize that you're a teacher. Come from God, right? And, and, and it's like most sinners and tax collectors, if I, if I were they or one of them, then, then the house was over. I think I'd go to the other side of the street. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that guy's going to nail me. You know, I heard he was a prophet. He'll probably read my mail, you know, right? And, you know, he's going to just tell me, how wrong I am and how much I've failed in the law and, and everything. So I'm just not even going in there. But that's not true with Jesus. Very different. But I guess I should take this off. No? Okay. It's, 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 okay. So I'm probably going to need it. it. <laughs> but instead, for some reason, they came to Jesus. They actually came into the house and, and ate. With him, which is a big deal. You know? I mean, it's one thing to have somebody over to your house. It's another thing to have them for a meal. You know what I'm saying? So, there they are. 
And when the Pharisees saw this, verse 11, they said to his disciples, Why is your teacher eating with the tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard this, he said, It is, it is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. Man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. You know, said sinners that his words were easy to entreat and for sinners, and he was a friend of sinners. And so it's this concept that Jesus has opened his arm. God has opened heaven by the gift of his son, and he wants all of us to come. And he invites all of us who are weary and heavy laden to come and receive rest, right? And so he made this sacrifice. And we'll read about that. But it's not healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I wonder how, if you could, like, it's really popular to read books and to watch seminars or join groups that will train you on how to build a church, you know, which I thought Jesus was doing that. But um, you can, <laughs> but just ways, you know, to do, and, and there are some practical things that, that are helpful. Um, but he's going he's gonna to build this thing, and he's going to build it with rich, educated, good-looking. No. No. I mean, there may be a few. But he's going to build it with sinners and tax collectors. Amen? Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Look around. And it's just like, man, you know, you know who goes to that church? <laughs> And it's like, yeah, you know what? You know who was eating with Jesus? I'm okay with that. But you get saved. God changes you. And your nature, your old nature dies and your, your new Jesus nature is born in you. It's beautiful. It's a great, great thing. And so how does this sacrifice work? What are we sacrificing really? We need to look at that. Because it's important. Because we do need to be compassionate and give. So verse 13. But go and learn what this means. I desire compassion and not sacrifice. Okay. Okay. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. But it might seem a little confusing when Paul writes in his letter to the Roman church. Romans 12, 1, New American Standard. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, Paul speaks to the Roman church, by the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, that's really critical, by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God. Don't stop there, because if you stop there, it sounds like, OK, you need to bring something to the table here. You need to make some sort of sacrifice for your sin. And if you were a Jew at that time, you understood that there, the, that there were sacrifices made to cover your sin. Right. To make atonement. And so Paul is not saying the same kind of. Sacrifice here. He's saying 
a present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. It's about worship. It's about honoring. It's not about earning anything. It's not about kudos. It's not about stars in your crown. It's, it may be. I'm, I'm not. Uh, you know what I'm going to do with my crown? I'm just going. Yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't mean that much to me. Just, just that's just personal. But I know that I'm going to be with him because he's going to take me to where he is and to be with him, like always, like forever and ever. Isn't that cool? And meantime. We can make a sacrifice of worship. This morning, we worshiped together. And it, was, it is a type of sacrifice. It is a giving of yourself to honor the Lord. Now, I get way a lot more than I give, I have to say. Right? But it is true in every type of worship. And there are many ways to worship. There's a seminar coming up. Uh, it's it's uh, I don't, it may be put on by right now. Media, but it's called work as worship. Beautiful, amazing. You know, we see that just everyday life is worship to God when we are grateful and we walk in an attitude of gratitude. That it is spiritual service of worship. And King James says reasonable, right? In Hebrews, watch watch what the real sacrifice, the amazing. Sacrifice that Jesus made to make our sacrifices as small as they are valuable. Are you with me? Hebrews 10. Should I say that? Maybe I need to quit saying that. Hebrews 10, 1 through 15. The old plan, this is in the message paraphrase. The old plan was only a hint of the good things in the new plan. (laughs) Isn't that great? Since that old law plan wasn't complete in itself, it couldn't complete those who followed it. No matter how many sacrifices were offered year after year, they never added up to a complete solution. If they had, the worshipers would have gone merrily on their way, no longer dragged down by their sins. But instead of removing awareness of sin... When those animal sacrifices were repeated over and over, they actually heightened awareness and guilt. The plain fact is that bull and blood goat, bull and goat blood, say that fast, three or four times. Bull and goat blood can't get rid of sin. That is what is meant by this prophecy. Put in the mouth of of Christ, this prophecy put in the mouth of Christ. So Jesus is saying, you don't want sacrifices. He's talking to Father. You don't want sacrifices and offerings year after year. You've prepared a body for me for a sacrifice. It's not fragrance and smoke from the altar that whet your appetite. So I said, I'm here to do it your way, O oh God. The way is described in your book. When he said, you don't want sacrifices and offerings, he was referring to practices according to the old plan. When he added, here, I'm here to do it your way. He set aside the first in order to enact the new plan. God's way. Amen. God's way. By which we are made fit for God by the once for all sacrifice of Jesus.
Amen. Amen. We really need to get this deep inside of ourselves. It needs to change how we respond to everything, how we respond to conviction, how we respond to joy, how we respond to anything. We respond to the things people say about us, whatever. He set aside the first in order to enact the new plan, God's way by which we are made fit. We are made fit for God by the once for all sacrifice of Jesus. Every priest goes to work at the altar each day, offers the same old sacrifices year in, year out, and never makes a dent in the sin problem. Think about it. As a priest, the high priest, Christ made a single sacrifice for sins. And that was it. See, we can't make a sacrifice for sins. That's not our sacrifice. But because Jesus made a sacrifice for sins and we receive him, believe in, trust in, rely on and cling to, right? Jesus. Then whatever we do in a sacrifice of praise or serving is pleasing to the Lord. We're going to read that. I'm not just making this up. As a priest, Christ made a single sacrifice for sins, and that was it. Then he sat down right beside God and waited for his enemies to cave in. I love that verbiage. (laughs) It was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. Amen? (laughs) I'm going to read it again if I can. It was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. By, amen. By that single offering, he did everything that needed to be done. Everything that needed to be done for everyone who takes part in the purifying process. And I put this first part of verse 15 just because it's really good. The Holy Spirit confirms this. I like that. I like that. So listen to the Romans 12 scripture again in the message. So here's what, this is the living sacrifice one. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. You mean just like my everyday what I do stuff? Place it before God as an offering? I mean, is that worth anything? Yeah. Because because Jesus' offering made it worth something. Embracing what God does for you as the best thing you can do for Him. Now, that's an interesting play. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Isn't that good? I love it. So, our sacrifice, our sacrifices don't purchase anything. They don't purchase anything. I'm going to say it again. They don't purchase anything. It's yeah, but, yeah, but. There's no yeah, buts there. And um, it just... Jesus' sacrifice paid for everything. Ours is a sacrifice of ourselves to serve and give. And offer praise to the one who loves us and gave himself for us. Amen? 
Amen. So that's that's our job. That's our response to what Christ has done. That's what our response to what God the Father has done through Jesus Christ in us and through us and for us. You know, I, I might be able to like put a big guilt trip on you and everything and increase the offering and maybe, you know, and make you do better, you know, and all that stuff. But it's not about that. It's about our response to his love, right? And to the sacrifice. So we make sacrifice because he sacrificed him. And actually, it is praise and it's giving. Let's look at some examples. In Hebrews 13, 15 and 16. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips that give thanks to his name. So you get that thankful, you get that gratitude thing. That that is a sacrifice of who we are and how we respond. And sometimes, for us, it is a sacrifice because we don't feel real great, grateful, do we? I mean, honestly. I mean, sometimes we forget. You know, how good the Lord has been and how good he is. And maybe we're even complaining a little bit, which, you know, that happens. But God can handle it. But then that needs to turn as we remember and we realize, just like when we take communion, when we realize how great the sacrifice was and how great his salvation is, how thorough it is. Then we continually let us, let us, that means let's do this. Let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, the things that we say, that give thanks to his name. And, verse 16, do not neglect doing good. Do not neglect doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Isn't that good? Want to please the Lord? Just be grateful. Just give freely what he's given you freely, right? Just give it out. Just hold loosely the things that we steward before the Lord. You know, whether it's our family, our finances, our, you know, right? Our, our, our attitudes even. Um, because these are a praise to God. They're a sacrifice on our part, but they're really no sacrifice. Watch, listen to what Paul says about his life in Philippians 4, 10 through 20. This is today's living Bible or the, the living Bible. How grateful I am and how I praise the Lord that you are helping me again. I know you have always been anxious to send what you could. But for a while, you didn't have the chance. Now that I was ever not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to get along happily, whether I have much or little. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of contentment in every situation. Whether it be a full stomach or hunger, plenty or want, for I can do everything God asks me to with the help of Christ, who gives me the strength and power. His sacrifice gives us the strength and power to do everything. And notice that that's in the context of of abounding and being abased, which is King James. it, it, It is, you know, whatever state I find myself, therewith to be content. Amen. And we can do that because of Christ. But even so, you have done right in helping me in my present difficulty. And I hope Enrique can be blessed. 
As you well know, when I first brought the gospel to you and then went on my way, leaving Macedonia, only you Philippians became my partners in giving and receiving. No other church did this. Even when I was over in Thessaloniki, Thessalonica, and uh, some, some people that are very learned say Thessaloniki, and so I get mixed up. Because I'm, I'm not sure what I am. You, even when I was over in Thessalonica, Thessalonica, you sent, just, just, you know what it is. You sent help twice. But through, but though I appreciate your gifts, what makes me happiest is the well-earned reward you will have because of your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need, more than I need. I am generously supported. Applied with the gifts you sent me when Epaphroditus came. They are a sweet, watch this, they are a sweet smelling sacrifice that pleases God well. It is well pleasing to God. And it is He who will supply all your needs from His riches and glory because of what Christ Jesus. Has done for us. Because of his sacrifice. Our sacrifices have value. It's just being who God is. Right? It's being his kids. It's having his nature. He has a giving sacrificial nature. And a serving nature. He said I didn't come to serve. To be served. But to serve. Right? And so that, that nature is born in us. When we believe. In Jesus. Amen. When we believe in, cling to, rely on. Yeah. I like that. And he will supply all your needs. From his riches and glory because of what Christ Jesus has done for us. Now unto God our Father be glory. Forever. And ever. Amen. Sincerely. Paul. Sincerely, Paul, present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service of worship. It's about worship. It's about giving. It's about serving in response to the great sacrifice that Christ made, that he gave, and that he serves. Give it up and get it all. Amen. Amen. Give it up. Get it all. Let's pray. Father, we are amazingly grateful, incredibly grateful for the sacrifice that you made in giving your son. And Jesus, thank you for the sacrifice you made in giving your life. Lord, thank you that you sit at the right hand of the father ever making intercession for us. Lord, thank you, and may we be a grateful people. May we offer you that sacrifice of praise. May the sacrifice of our giving and our serving be pleasing to you. May we understand that you will supply all of our needs according to your riches in glory so that we can sacrifice even more. So that we can give even more. So that we can serve even more effectively. And may that 
that person of Jesus in us shine. May we truly be a light on a, a city on a hill, a light set on a lampstand. May the, the words of our lips, the way we work, the way we conduct business, everything that we do be a sacrifice of praise to you in response to the sacrifice that saved our souls <laughs> and gave us forgiveness. Father, I pray for each person in this room. Lord, I just want to I want to speak your blessing on them. Lord, I want to speak understanding. Lord, I, want, I would ask that you would fill them to overflowing with your Holy Spirit and that worship would be easy, that gratitude would be easy because each one is so overwhelmingly blessed and has learned how to be content no matter what or no matter what state they find themselves and so god we give you praise we give you honor we give you worship can you sing with me hallelujah hallelujah you want to stand Hallelujah, our God reigns. Hallelujah.